0: is life important is your life important do you see another person's life as less valuable than yours who decides whose life is more important it's our lives we get to decide tonight we are talking about the inhuman and immoral behavior of the people who are killing and abusing people of the lgbtqia community my name is fred the alchemist and you are listening to Baby as Essay podcast. Welcome back, guys, on our episode. Anyway, so last week I had an opportunity to interview one of my friends. Uh, he's an amazing person. Uh, he's also an award-winning scriptwriter, head of marketing in the Dublin University of Technology, and And I've worked with, with him on two event projects. And the guy is just amazing. He's phenomenal and fantastic, as he'd usually say. His name is Sundilani Mwandla. and in this interview that I had, he shared his experiences. With me, that I will be sharing with you guys tonight. And I hope that at the end of this podcast, you will be enriched with understanding the community of the LGBTQIA and also coming to know yourself better and the people around you just by understanding the concept that we're going to be talking about tonight. Right? Yeah. So, The first thing that happened during the interview with Sondilani Mwandla was that there was something inside me that was happening. Well this thing that was happening for me to be able to recognize it I would say it's the observational component of the interview you know. In the beginning of the interview I didn't feel comfortable And it wasn't Sundilani that was making me feel uncomfortable, but it was my own fears of asking the wrong questions. Can you imagine you interviewing someone and in your head you want to ask something, but you fear that you might ask a wrong question that might totally ruin the whole conversation. You know, you might ask a question that is too deep that might totally ruin the relationship that you have with that person and in this case it was the same same thing that I was feeling inside me. The concept of the LGBTQIA is not a foreign concept to me but trying to understand it is what scared me more. You know we are free to understand because sometimes it requires an emotional part of us to be invested in what we are learning. And after that, we fear that we have to take a particular action towards what we've learned. The fear of responsibility that I have been talking about in the past few episodes at Baby Dairy SA. The concept of the LGBTQIA to me felt like the concept of the Black Lives Matter, you know, to some people. And I know that it's real, but it, it doesn't make sense. How can it be true that the LGBTQIA community members are being targeted? No way. It's, it's so coincidental, you know. But the truth is me being in, din- in denial didn't make it more or didn't grant me the access to make logic or make sense of what was happening. But the only thing that I had to do was that I had to ask Sondelani if this was true. So I was like, Sondelani, tell me, is it a coincidence or a criminal act or people are just being killed on purpose? And the answer was that, yes, Fred, people are being targeted. It was a painful answer to hear. And the reason why is because killing in any form is wrong and immoral, especially taking a human life. Sondelani walked me through how church and religious leaders are persecuting people of the LGBTQIA community and the reason behind that was because they do not understand them. The big question that arises is how could they understand? Because I feel like this is also the question that we want to be asking ourselves through the whole episode, like how can we understand the people of the LGBTQIA plus better? Because I want us to come out of this episode being changed people and the way that we view the LGBTQIA community to be almost like a positive reinforcement of who they are. And also not losing the part of ourselves that that like the way that we are doing things as individuals. Right? So, Sandilene explained that there are some customary laws that have been placed and if you step out of it or you rebel against them well we have to be disciplined. Hence the abuse and the killings that is taking place. Sandilene made the link to toxic masculinity and how every time when one of his friends that showed masculine traits told their family or came out to the family that they were gay well most of the time the family was confused and the confusion was caused by one of the biggest fallacies that I and Sondalana identified that people think that gay guys do not have masculine traits and that gay guys are actually not Guys, so they don't have any masculine factors. But we came to agree that there are guys that are actually masculine in nature and are gay because being gay is actually um, a sexual preference. It's sexually, it has nothing to do with masculinity. And Sundalani so went on to explain the difference between gender, sex, And sexuality, and how those three things are totally different. But there's a lack of understanding that we find in our society that people are so confined in these small worlds of understanding that they never give them enough time, they never give themselves enough time to actually explore what each and every term means, right? So, we find that a lot of guys would go out to kill other men who they believe. less masculine and you would find this in you know the men and men to men violence that we usually see in our society and we think it's normal because it's men killing another man and we also find it whereby men are killing men that belong to the lgbtqia plus community because they see them as Less men and they see them and as not being man. There has been some stages whereby they are not identified as men, as human beings, they are identified as animals, and hence they are deserving of the killing, which is totally, completely, utterly ridiculous. And I don't think that people who think this way um uh, you know are normal people i feel like there's a psychological problem that people have and they need help they totally need help right we see that the right the like we see that the right to life being taken for no reason is like an infringement of other people's rights it's an immoral act of not allowing people to exercise their own free will and also individual freedom like forcing doctrines onto people that do not like that people do not feel those doctrines to be right to them hence why would you do that speaking about doctrines so uh, sondelani also shared you know one of i think for me was one of the highlighting uh highlighting stories for for the whole interviews sondelani the was a beyonce in primary school like the beyonce you know at primary school, and he was famous, he was loud and colorful, everyone knew him and everyone loved him. That's how you know he, he told me. So I, I'm just saying exactly what he said. And when he had to go to high school now, uh when he arrived at grade eight, people started calling him names. So they called him Staban. And Staban is an overall term an umbrella term for a person that is gay and a person that is lesbian. And during that time Sondalani felt that you know it was very painful to him that people are calling him stubborn so what he decided to do is that he decided to go to church and he spoke to his pastor telling him that he wanted to to be normal like other kids and that he did not feel normal and he wants to be normal and the pastor said to him my son God is able to do anything that you want. What you have to be able to do is that you have to pray to God and God will, will make it happen for you. And Sondilani went on listening to the pastor. So what Sondilani did is that he would pray at noon at 12 a.m. He would pray in the afternoon. He would pray in the mornings. He would do fasting. He even gave an offering whereby you planted a tree. And he also added that he even did affirmations, you know, uh, stating that I want to be normal. 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 And after some time of having doing that, he woke up one morning, he woke up one morning and he was feeling different, like everything had suddenly changed. He had developed a peace. A you know, he had developed that heaviness in his voice that he wanted, the one that he, he had been praying about. He felt that he was moving in a particular way, in a manly way. He felt like his gestures were were manly. He felt like he was a man now. And he went to school on Monday. And he asked his friends. So guys, um, have I changed? Am I speaking in a manly way? How's my voice? And they said, "Sondelani, no. They're actually still the same. And at that point, Sondelani was amazed. And he was shattered. He... He was broken down, and I think he mentioned that he had never, ever went to church ever since that day. And the reason behind that was because he felt like God had not worked for him. So it was the people in church that deemed him, that deemed him to be, I would say, undeserving of God's love. Uh, it was the people in church that dictated and placed judgment upon Sondelani, and when Sondelani went to university he also told me that he actually went through some depression episodes because he had no support uh, you know and And having this disconnect with God, he had, you know, no support also from God. And he felt like it was something that he needed to do. And I asked him, so Sondilani, have you fixed, uh, you know, your communication with God? And have you made peace with it? And he said that, yeah, I have made peace with God. But ever since then, I've never went to church. Even now, even today, I haven't went to church. And I think that Sondelani came to understand that God's love is it's graceful. It doesn't judge. And, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a beautiful love because we are given free will, you know, from the heavens. And we are, given, uh, we are given freedom, individual freedom to do whatever we want. And I think that's one of the misunderstandings that people have you know they force these doctrines onto people without them making sense to people and they don't question themselves why do you do this and i think it's one of those problems that our society has we have a, we have a society built on on principles and customary laws that do not make sense to people that you know have no logic to people that don't feel right and also i wouldn't say that it's all about feelings but sometimes you know When it doesn't feel right why should we do it you know when it doesn't feel right to you why should you do it why should you consider looking at something or doing something that you do not necessarily agree with something that your heart does not agree with and i think that's one of the problems that our society have we have a problem of forcing people to do things that they don't like and don't want to participate in so the question is what do i propose well The last week, I was speaking to my mentor, and he was telling me, you know, about human development and the stages of human development, and there was one country, one particular country, I can't remember exactly where it was, Um, I think... uh, yeah, one country, I don't know if it's in Australia, but there's a location called uh, a Butan it's in Butan, so in Butan, they use GNH instead of GDP, so if you're wondering what I'm talking about, so GDP is the gross domestic product and gross domestic product is is used as a measurement to, to say how much a country has has been successful economically during that year right and the construction of the gnh index which is an interesting one looks at the gross national happiness so we're basically looking at the happiness of the people in the country instead of looking at the production of whatever the country might have produced to accumulate a particular uh, amount of money right so let me say that again so we're looking at the gnh Age, which is their gross national happiness whereby we measure a country's success on the happiness and you know on the happiness of the people in that country and I want to take the similar concept and you know make it work on a smaller scale and what do I mean by a smaller scale I want to look at using the GNH index for our inner cycles and our wide or broad cycles and that being the case if you're wondering what's an inner cycle and what's a broad or wide cycle basically an in inner circle are the people around you that you love your family your friends that you cherish and then your wide cycle your wide cycle is you know the your colleagues at work uh, people people in your community and other people that you know matter to you in your life but are not as important as people in your inner circle. So the gnh index looks at nine domains or is made up of nine domains right so there's psychology well-being there's health there's education there's time use there's cultural diversity and resilience there's good governance there's community vitality there's ecological diversity and resilience again and there's also living standards and i propose that for us to understand or for us to be able to live in a world whereby there's no violence, you know. And for us to live in a world whereby we understand that we understand. I think that one of the biggest things here is to respect other people's individual freedom, number one. Number two, make sure that you don't infringe on other people's rights when you're exercising your own rights, right, right exactly. Uh, Number three is that we're looking at making sure that the people that are in our inner cycle and wide or broad cycle, you know, whenever they need support, we are there for them. And, 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 I will also talk about another thing, even though I'm running out of time. But I was also talking about another thing, which I feel is important. So the way that this would work is that you would make sure that the people in your inner circle, their psychological well-being, you care and you, you ask them how they are doing on, you know, on on frequent basis. Their health, you ask them about their health. You ask them about education. You send them things that you think that will promote their well-being. Uh, time use, because time use is directly proportional to energy energy management, cultural diversity, and ecological diversity, which I feel like it's one of those things that look at individuality and uniqueness of individuals. And allowing ourselves to understand that we're not all the same. And, you know, letting people live the life that they want to live. It's their right. Let people enjoy. We only live once. Come on. And then we look at good governance. Good governance is you being there to direct someone. You know, when you see that they are stepping out of the light, they're going into darkness or they're going to fall from the cliff, you know, giving them good guidance, not being judgmental, but being there to give your opinion when you see that it's necessary for you to actually say something. And living standards. I think that living standards is looking at everything I've mentioned in a holistic manner, whereby you're making sure that, Everyone is happy, and everyone is living to their best potential. So, having said that, I know that for most of you, the problem would be that I don't want to be—I don't want to be identified, you know, identified as supporting or perpetuating the LGBTQIA+ community, even though I don't have anything against them. So, let me share with you some few experiences. So, I'm going to share number one, Sonilani's experience, experience and also my own experience. So, Sonilani also told me a story whereby he had to come out to his father, right? And the way that it happened for him, he said that it was not something that was special. And the reason behind that was because when he was growing up, it was very clear that he was more male Feminine compared to you know, masculine, so they could already tell that Sundalani didn't like things that doing things that other young boys did. Sundalani did show didn't show any interest in dating women, and also you know, Sundalani had had a soft voice, as he mentioned. And when his father asked him, he just wanted to verify if it was true. And Sundalani did say, Yes, father, I'm actually gay, and his father accepted it. But for many other guys, it's not the same you know when they come out their family uh become angry their family uh our f- their family abandon them chases them away and this was actually one of the cases that we encountered in the Devon University debating union shout out to, to my team yeah yeah anyway yeah so yeah guys <laughs> yeah so uh we met this guy we were doing interviews and we met this guy because during that week it was the topic looking at the LGBT uh, at that time you know community and we' were asking questions and he shared that his family actually uh, said that they don't want to see him anymore they don't want to do anything that is you know partakes to him being there and I think that the problem here is that most of the time what happens is that parents don't want to take responsibility and for them acknowledging that okay you are actually gay or you're actually lesbian you know it means that they have to take responsibility the same responsibility i spoke about in the beginning in the beginning whereby now they will have other parents saying that oh so your son is actually gay and you actually allow that you know it would it will seem like they have failed as parents when looking at the external evaluation of the society. And I think that's one of the major obstacles that parents face and are not able to manage it, especially parents that are con- conservative in a way. So they're not able to manage it or able to, you know, navigate on how to respond to such actions. So what they tend to do is then, they close themselves up you know they close themselves up and it's something that i would say that also because i have a best friend who's actually gay i think that is also one of the things that happened um he couldn't tell me in the beginning that he was gay because i've i seemed to be closed i seemed to be closed even though my you know people around me would tell me that you know as your friend, gay, and people ask me a lot that if I'm gay, and I would say no, and he's not gay. And I think that it was one of those things that made him not to tell me because I seemed to be close. Because if I were to accept as I did, that he's gay, it comes with responsibilities, of having to say, yeah, he's gay, he's actually gay, but he's also cool, and that, and this and that, you know, defending them, and saying that, he's no different than you, he's the same, It's the same guy, just that he's gay, you know, his sexual preference, is not the same as yours, and I think it's that responsibility, that other guys fear taking, and, family members, also fear taking, and, I remember, because, I remember this, and this, this particular case, whereby, if, People believe that you cannot have a gay best friend and not be gay. And it doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's because it's it's his sexual preference. What he prefers, you know, is not the same as mine. It's going back to the individual, um, you know, individual freedom, to the individuality, to the uniqueness. And, you know, what to the and H, you know, you know, the cross-national happiness, what makes people have happy that's that's what is important as long as they're not infringing on other people's rights so it's fine so i think that was also one of the cases whereby i had to be open to towards them you know that i can have a best friend that is gay and i'm not gay you know but i had to constantly explain myself to people and explain and explain and i don't think that people deserve that that's one of the case uh the cases People do not deserve explanations to why a particular person is gay. It's none of your business. For to be honest, you know, it's none of your cues and cues and beans. My, my, uh, what? My teacher used to say that in primary school. And the reason I say that is because I feel like you know the categorization that we have in our society whereby you define by your race you define by your race the age and other things is not necessary i do respect that we do have tribes yes i do understand the importance of having tribes you know preserving culture and all of that heritage but we also have to understand that you know other categorization are not important but sonilano also reminded me that you know they do accept the LGBTQIA plus uh, classification. And the reason behind that is because they want to raise awareness. And he even spoke about the pride movement being there to raise awareness and educate people on, you know, that we live in a society whereby we do have people that are gay, that are lesbian, that are intersex, that are asexual, that are, you know, that are transgender, people that are... Um, are bisexual and we cannot ignore them forever. Yeah. So I hope that you guys have learned from this long, long episode. You, you know, it even went longer than the usual ones. But yeah, I hope that you guys did uh, enjoy it and learned a lot from this. If it did feel like a lot, you can go back and listen to it again. That is fine. If you felt like this is one of the episodes that you would like to share with your friends as part of, you know, the GNH index, which is health education is important you know to share with your people in your inner circle and also people in your white circle be sure to take us to take us on instagram and also on facebook from me as you know it good night and peace and love <sighs>